the guy in the headset. That's hilarious. <laughs> When's the last time you ripped Fortnite? I honestly haven't played video games in so long. Respect. And, and look, a hundred percent. But I just like I can't afford just to veg in front of a computer just doing something that's in, anti-productive or counterproductive. It's like I love video games too. I like I'm not ashamed to admit that. I just I literally cannot do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, the, you know we're recording. I mean? We're just gonna go into it, so don't worry about yeah. intro or anything. This is really sure. good actually because video games were a big part of my life. I spent a majority. Not a majority, but like a large portion of my free time as a kid, as a teenager growing up, playing video games. And yeah. I just wonder, you know, it all meant to happen at the end of the day, but I would be so much further along if I had just spent that time doing anything else yeah. really productive yeah. instead of just sitting in. And there are, there are you know, some benefits. Uh, your mind is working. It's better than watching TV, I think. Uh, I was being sure, social online. Yeah. These, but these are like silver linings of something that is, you know, much better off just doing anything to improve yourself. Yeah. I, I relate so heavy with that too, because a big part of my childhood was, was basketball, right? I was always really good at basketball, mm. but I was so addicted to video games and I would play all the time. I would meet all these people and I was always interacting with them, texting them, whatever. I made this whole group of friends and... I wouldn't be practicing basketball as much as I should have just because I was so infatuated with video games. Mm. If I had even spent half the time I had played video games, just going outside and working on my jump shot or dribbling, I would like, I, I could have been at a great D one school and I just, I just didn't. Yeah. And it was such a big distraction. So like, I relate to that heavily as well. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, man, I necessarily, I still, I wasn't big into sport, but I still played sport and I went to practice, but, I was never one for, you know, kicking a ball hundreds of times against a wall to improve <laughs> my, my coordination. But I can imagine anything, you know, I, I, and, and I was not as bad as some people. Some people would spend yeah. a lot more. I mean, it's like, it's impossible really to improve and build for, forward momentum in your life if the hours that you have your free time are spent oh. consuming rather than creating. It's as simple as that. Yeah, I mean... It's so easy to just veg in front of it too because it's so quick. It's so stimulating. It's literally just like the TikTok algorithm, right? You can spend hours scrolling. You don't even realize just because your dopamine is firing. Yeah. I could easily spend three, four hours just playing video games with my friends and the time will pass. I'm like, oh my God. I yeah. could have been reading. I could have been journaling. I could have been making content for my brands and all these other things. And you just get stuck in this like vicious loop. It's crazy. Yeah. And then, you know, there's, there's a thing where like people after college – or high school, it kind of becomes like a self-medicating thing too at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Like I also get like people use it as an escape from reality, but I don't think you should ever need an escape from reality. If you're having some external issues, you need to face them and fix them. Like there's just no excuse. Mm -hmm. You know what well, I mean? Well, that's the, the choice that most people make is to not deal with the problems that are making their reality, you know, that's what makes them want to escape it. But that's yeah. all, but that's malleable. You should yeah. build a life where you don't want to escape it. You don't want to sure. numb yourself with distraction, TV, video games, alcohol, <laughs> drugs, and, and getting that sort of dopamine hit when the reality, I, I, I say life is a video game. You can treat yeah. it like a video game. Yeah. You, know, you have quests to complete. You have your strength <laughs> to up level. Uh, but the reality is the grinding is instead of being video game levels, is just in real life time spent 
uh, doing these things. And that's much, much, much rewarding, much more rewarding at a deeper level than video games will ever be. And I think sure. in terms of, well, how did you stop playing video games after, you know, let's say being addicted to some degree as, as we all are, I think. Yeah. Um, like you just said, life got more exciting than it was for me to go behind a screen and level up a character. Yeah. Excuse me. I was leveling up so much in life that it just was a natural progression. It's like, hey, look, I can go and play Fortnite with my friends or I can go and level up my life and actually live that video game. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, it, it, like I said, it just like inadvertently changed, right? There just came to a point where it's like you log off one time and you just never hop back on, mm-hmm. you know, and, and uh, kind of on a sidetrack with what you just mentioned about, you know, people just getting sucked into this. You know, what's even more horrifying is the VR stuff. Because at some oh, yeah. point, very soon, it's going to be indistinguishable from reality. And people well, are already, like, living in there. Yeah. You, you, they have the diapers, and they're just, like, they live in there. They sleep in the virtual reality realm and just live their life like that. And it's it's pretty horrifying, to be honest. Like, you shouldn't want to not live the life you have. Yeah. I, I wonder, because surely you would always feel like you have fucking goggles on your head. And your eyes are going to hurt after a while. Like, I don't see how they can really make it, make the technology not have that effect on you to the point where it actually feels in real life. I don't know. Who knows? And maybe people will still choose that approximation of reality, even if it does hurt their head a little bit, if they're not in touch with their bodies. But it is a massive thing. You know, people have to realize that virtual reality is not just the goggles, which is the next step of the technology that immerses you in it. But virtual reality exists right now. It's just that the screen is in our hands instead of on our eyeballs. And with video games, with social media, you can live vicariously through other people or whatever else, just browsing random shit. Like you might as well have a headset on. You're on there hours a day. You're driving while watching it, which I see people do all the time. That's Mm -hmm. like driving and you've got some VR goggles on your head. Like are people going to do that? They're gonna get. They're gonna get a self-driving car. We're gonna outsource that bullshit, and then they're gonna put VR goggles on in the middle of the fucking road. And do 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 do. Oh, cool! Tesla, Tesla's freed up my driving capabilities, Now I can spend an hour watching bloody Family Guy before I go to work. Great, this thanks, is... technology. There's this really funny inside joke that me, Logan, and Noah have more recently. There was a South Park episode where. People from California were moving to South Park, and the only way they communicated were just saying like all California stereotypes. So they were yeah. like, Tesla, Tesla, LaCroix, <laughs> MacBook. <phone." laughs> it's like, dude, it's just it's it's weird, man. It's 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 weird because from like I'll be transparent too. I used to love all this stuff. I used to think the the future of technology and yeah, the VR yeah. and the Black Mirror stuff was just like, wow, this is so cool. I want to get Neuralink and all this stuff. And then it's like, you kind of open your eyes once you get exposed to the reality of what that actually is. And it's like, I almost feel ashamed to some point where it's like, I was brainwashed too at some point. Well, you know what I mean? And I don't think ashamed should be popping up. It's you didn't know that you didn't know. And you had yeah. to have that period of unconsciousness to mm-hmm. get to the consciousness. So, you know, People can get upset with how they used to act, but it's like, as long as you're acting differently now, sure, yeah. maybe feel shame if you are conscious of it, 
but then still choose not to. Sure. I think that's a sure. biological function of shame of your brain or subconscious being like, hey, dude, this is not good. Uh, yeah. I distinctly remember, I've tweeted about this moment before, but there was one point uh, in my life, maybe it was 25 or so, and I was playing Call of Duty after <laughs> I went to the gym and played Call of Duty. But, you know, whatever, 20 minutes as a relax, cool, that's not going to change your life. But yeah. again, it bleeds into two hours. And yeah. then I had this really crystallizing moment where I, I thought to myself, dude, if you do not change the way that you're living, then you're just going to yeah. be a pathetic piece of shit your whole life. Yeah. Like brutal, yeah. brutal as it was realizing that in the moment, but that level of shame had a function to feel so shit yeah. that I wanted to actually finally put some proper effort towards changing my world. Yeah. And, and, and that's a big thing too, especially in irrational optimism. I know we'll talk about that at some oh, yeah. point. And I can't wait to share, but yeah. everybody knows what they need to do. Everyone does. And I don't care. Like, it, there's literally no excuse for that. There's no cope. Everyone has some level of intuition, and they, you just know you're doing something wrong, whether someone's watching porn or eating like shit or not exercising, whatever it is. They all know that. And it really just boils down listening to yourself, being in tune with who you are, listening to your body. And, and, and the sad part is a lot of people ignore that, right? That little devil on the side of their shoulder, you know, the bad side is always telling them like, oh, you're fine. Do it tomorrow, man. You'll be good. I promise. Yeah. I promise. You'll yeah. be good. And it's just like it, it, it screws them over. And yeah. I'm guilty of it too. You know, every, everyone is. Yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. it's like you just, you just at some point, like you said, the crystallizing conscious effort, like enough of this bullshit, man. I know I'm yeah. meant for greatness. Yeah. And like it comes to a point where – you got to be selfish in, in, in the sense that knowing that you're letting other people down, right? Oh, Obviously, yeah. it's it's ultimately, you know, you're the most important here. But especially as, as someone like us and everyone else in our circle and stuff that are, you know, authoritative figures or, or becoming one, you got people looking up to you. <clears throat> yeah, man. You got to hold yourself accountable. Yep. And that responsibility is something The at the end of the day, you just got to shoulder. Uh, yeah. If you want to feel good about yourself, first and foremost, knowing that you are living up to your potential and a hundred percent of our potential this fictitious thing that we think about oh if i only just finally started eating right hitting the gym and, and studying properly then you know this is who i could be that's not mm -hmm. real in a sense but we should always aspire to that highest potential and then yeah. wherever you land is kind of like okay i i did my best to aspire to it sometimes you, mm -hmm. you fall short of the process but it is a process so yeah kind of separate yourself from the the day-to-day -day, i feel like a failure but just know that if you're putting the steps in genuinely and your intuition mm -hmm. will tell you that your, your self-worth will start to be like hey man you did like really good today even just one workout after you haven't been for months and there's this mm -hmm. kind of glimmer of hope and 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 great dopamine proper dopamine that is going to help mm -hmm. you uh pursue that and that's another thing that's so insidious about video games and social media and porn to a degree the dopamine yeah. that it spikes ends up making real life feel less good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so artificial. I mean, like, I, I've, I've heard and read so much about people who are, you know, I, I guess essentially addicted to porn, and then they go and have sex, and they can't. They either yeah. can't get a boner, yep. or they can't even feel that intimacy with, yep. you know, their partner, whether it's male or female. Yep. And then they start thinking about porn, and that's the only way that they could you know, sort of relieve themselves. Mm -hmm. And it's, 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 hor it's horrible. Yeah. I get 
you know, more than you would think. It's I, I, I think it's one of the biggest untalked about kind of problems with society today is people's relationships and mm -hmm. just their level of sexual performance and in that regard, hormones is totally wrecked by yeah. that process uh, because you're you don't want to do anything else because you're fulfilling a number one biological ca uh, capacity, right? Uh, according mm -hmm. to your subconscious brain, which is just responding to the stimuli, the hyper stimuli. So it's like, why bother? We've already yeah. achieved everything. We've got all these potential yeah. mates. And then you're just actually looking at pixels on a screen. Like at the very least, yeah. say like, oh, porn doesn't affect your brain. It's just whatever. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm getting a phone call. Hang up. I think the, sorry. I, I yeah, got yeah. a great little bit. I don't mean to interrupt, but the funny thing that kind of got me over it when I was really young was like, I'm not going to watch some girl I find attractive sleep with another dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, cuck. it's weird, man. Yeah, it's cuck favorite. I just always thought that was so cringe. I was like, eh. Yeah, put yourself in the room watching yeah. with a camera. Like, that's what you're doing. Yeah, it's, it's so... Oh, cool. yeah. It's so <laughs> fucking creepy, man. Uh, we don't want to be like that. Another one like that, that something to visualize to really get your mind off it is um, the third person view of you yourself yeah. while you're in the act mm -hmm. the blue light <laughs> illuminating oh. your pale face and what are you like touching yourself at the same time oh. it's uh it's not it's not pretty folks and uh that's all you <laughs> no, need to think about if you're like oh should i do that visualize is that the kind of person you want to be no well then don't do it it's it's really not like i feel like people build it up as well and yeah. yes it affects your dopamine yes it you know is habit forming but also you're in control yeah are you a man of course. or just yeah. a someone with these base level instincts and if you yeah. if you genuinely believe oh, i could just quit tomorrow i could stop tomorrow yeah. not quit because quitting is just you're not the kind of person that does that anymore and then yeah. go about your life with the things that take up energy in our mind with things that we say we hate or we hate when we do this and it's so hard like you can just Release your attention. Don't fight mm -hmm. against that thing of, oh, it's so hard. My dopamine's going to be fucked for three months. Um, you know, whatever. It's about just, oh, I'm going to focus on something else. Yeah. Easy as. And when you don't give it that attention, the plant withers away. My, my dad gave me this. Oh, I don't have it over here. My dad gave me this book. He, he loves the Tao. He, it's a 365 Tao. It's daily meditations. And kind of my, one of my most favorite takeaways from that book is that a lot of pe people put so much value on emotions, right? And so a really good takeaway that I have started practicing in my life is that when something happens to you, just observe it for what it is. Just like you said, the quitting, it's terrible, blah, 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 all this stuff. Good and bad, right? There's the yin and the yang, but something bad happens to you. Something good happens to you, right? You observe it for what it is. Oh, I'm feeling sad. I wonder why. Okay, I figured it out. Let it pass. Yep. That's it. Yep. And that's it. Yep. Zero emotion. No. Well, yeah. Zero attachment to emotion. Some people yes. can think that's yeah. psychopathic, but any event is, and then we attach emotional judgments to it, respond to those judgments, mm -hmm. and then that goes just of the rabbit hole of just like thinking about shit you sh that doesn't exist. There's a lot of liability with with both emotions, right? Good and bad. And again, it just ties back into what we're talking about. See it for what it is. You know what I mean? Like you can be happy. You know, just like you just like you gotta you gotta ride the elephant, right? 
Keep going. The elephant? Just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a really funny expression. I, I don't really remember it explicitly. My friend told me about this a long time ago, a long, long time ago, and I was going through a breakup in high school. And he's like, hey, man, look, honestly, I'm, I, I, I forget it. But I'm going to look it up, and I'm going to send it to you after this. It's been, it was ride the wave, wonderful. you know. Yeah, I just ride the wave, yeah. you know. You don't have to attribute all of these judgments on what is your life because your life yeah. is just going to be a process, and you can enjoy all of it. One could say that you could cultivate a sense of irrational optimism. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I, dude, Would you agree? Oh my goodness, I completely agree. Completely. And, and th this movement, man, has been so special. And it's so funny how it started. I had been like, I had been going through some personal stuff that was pretty negative in my life, you know, a couple months ago or whatever, and I had gotten out of it. I like, I don't want to say I refound my love for life because I've always loved life, but I got mm. like a brand new optimistic, or as we call it, rational optimistic outlook. Mm. And a lot of people noticed it in the way I was posting content, right? It was really yep. high energy, high engagement. Energy is different. Yeah, energy is different. You could see it in everything, how I'm talking. And I was engaging with other people and they'd be like, oh man, like, I love your vibe. Like, this is a lot of fun. It makes me smile. Your energy makes me feel better. Yeah. And, and I talked to Fitz one time and I was like, Hey man, like I've always kind of wanted to run a community and, and like, see how that goes. And I was like, dude, why haven't you done it yet? Yeah. Like, oh my, like he's completely right. <laughs> and I, I, I put a tweet out. I was like, Hey, if I created an irrational optimism, like free discord, would anyone be interested in joining that? I'll host live calls. We'll get special guests. There'll be value in there. You know, we'll keep building it. And it blew up in responses. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, my goodness. And I, I put a lot of things off that week just because I wanted to ride that momentum, mm -hmm. created the Discord. And, like, I sold out on, like, I don't want to sold out, but, like, I, I did, like, a reserve your spot type of thing. And yeah. it filled up. I only wanted to get, like, 200 people. And I got, like, 300, 400 applications. Cool. Yeah, it was insane. So what has that now turned into? as from a discord server from building on your forward momentum and maybe you can just like because you have to run something like that like a business would you agree yeah yeah of course of course um so the interesting thing is that when i had released and sent my invitations out to everybody that reserved for the first 200 the energy was insane from the moment people joined people were like i love you guys like it was the most <laughs> electric thing i've ever experienced in my life i actually I got so excited I threw up. <laughs> I, I swear to God. I got so excited. I got so many butterflies and every, like so much positive feedback and seeing everybody yeah, already yeah. like band of brothers. I, I threw up. And <laughs> I realized like at that point, I created something very special. Oh, yeah. And as soon as things started to gain traction, people started digesting all the content in there because like the whole point of Irrational Optimism is kind of me mentoring and or sharing with people my five pillars of life. Mm -hmm. So it's health, like health and fitness, suit and tie, which is business, modus operandi, which is like routine, mindset, and girls. Five <laughs> things. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was kind of an outlook that people had never seen before. Because I think this world also has a lot of, you know, maybe insincere is the, is the, is the, is the right word for this, but there's no no real genuine connection anymore. A lot of stuff is really, really transactional nowadays. Yeah. And it's like really boils down, even with girls, man. Like everyone thinks you need to be this <laughs> alpha red pill, Chad, incel, hurt person. It's like you just treat them with 
you gotta treat them with respect like they're a real person they're gonna yeah. love you like yeah. you and i have never had problems with girls and it's like we we're just genuine cool people yeah and same thing with business and friendships like actually caring about what the other person has to say or is feeling it, like, <laughs> it's magic it's yeah it's so it's so magic it's, it's so magic it's simple but it is magic and that's again the atomization of western culture really is is what we're what is the underlying problem here is that we don't really care about family as such as a, yeah. as a value of society um nope. we live apart i feel like texas is the only place that really has that even then it's kind yeah. of getting fucked up right now yeah too. let's just say it's in decline obviously there'll be sure. great families yeah, yeah, forever sure. that sure. have stuck around those values but as a civilizational value societal value you have to admit that that's gone away and so oh yeah you know with Soul Club, it's a similar kind of thing. You end up, okay, you're spending time with people in this online way, but you're arranged around a central ideology that you all agree on. And mm -hmm. so you're not going to have the kind of outlook from other people that is going to bring you down in those contained communities. And mm -hmm. if your family life is really hectic at home and, and, the, and the people that you live with are trying to bring you down most of the time through jealousy or just their own unhealed unconscious they're not they're not aware that they're doing it uh, and that's what you have to realize with most people they're just unaware mm -hmm. and so you can't be like oh you did this on purpose it's like yeah they just don't have the understanding yet don't have mm -hmm. the perspectives so you, you again you have to say it is what it is how mm -hmm. can i make the best of this situation rather than be like oh you're being mean and like because that is feeling like a victim yeah Oh yeah. When you're a victim, you don't have control over your life and therefore you're never going to progress in your life because you think it's mm -hmm. someone else's fault. And should you have to deal with that negative impact? No. Is it nice? No. Does it help you? No. Can they stop? Yes. Mm -hmm. But if you have to deal with the situation, then remove the emotional attachment and then just take the next best steps and plans. Otherwise being a victim, feeling bad for yourself, nothing's going to change. Kind of the hard truth with that stuff too is when something unfortunate like that happens, whether it's like, you know, personal relationships, something bad happens and they're projecting, ultimately it's up to you if you want to accept that, whether it's guilt, bad mouthing, yeah. disrespect, whatever it is. It's like you have a choice to like, hey, I'm going to like, you say this to me, you treat me like this. It's like, am I going to let that affect me? Right. It's so much easier said than done and it's difficult. You got to practice it. But the end of the day it's up to you if you want to accept that or not yeah it's taking offense someone give, yeah. tries to give offense to you and you can be like oh that sucks that's on some level you have to believe that it's true in order mm -hmm. to feel that way and when you start to build up your self-esteem do things in real life and you don't think that's true anymore true then mm -hmm. you're not going to accept other people saying that or if they do say it you know well that's not the truth so mm -hmm. it's not going to affect me emotionally um, yeah people can call you a dickhead. If you know you're not a dickhead and you're helping other people in your life, then it's like, well, why would I let that affect me at all? Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, it's sometimes it, you know, it hurts someone. If it's someone you care about or something, they project like that, it, it hurts. Right. But again, yeah. it's just, but no, yeah, man, it's the discord has been amazing so far. Um, a big thing I'm moving forward with is getting everybody to start kind of taking their social media and personal branding really important. I think, I think, I just think it's incredibly important because we want to build this yeah. to something massive and global. And if we want to do that, I can't do it alone. You know mm -hmm. I mean, no one can run a massive business by themselves. Yeah. 
And so I developed kind of like an inner circle of guys who are just like amazing. And the cool thing about them is that a lot of them are like, uh, like some of them felt that it was, it was my, maybe too much responsibility at first if they were experienced anything like that or ever had this responsibility or like seeing the you know, foreshadowing what it could be. But the thing that I love about it is that all of these young men have great blank slates. They have not been too involved with this stuff before, so I could really kind of mentor them in an appropriate way and obviously an irrationally optimistic way mm. to grow and be good people, good be good leaders for this world. Yeah. You know, there's no skewed point of views or anything. So those guys have been amazing lately. We, we have weekly colleges kind of discussing brand division, them working on themselves, like ultimately like there's accountability across the board. You know, mm-hmm. if I'm not up to my top or if I'm not succeeding, no, no one's going to want to just like, why, why the fuck should I listen to this guy? Yeah. If he's not doing well in business, not taking care of himself, he's doing this and that. It's like, there's an accountability on my end. And same for these guys. If these guys are going to be leaders in my group, they also have to be crushing it in life and business and relationships and in their personal brands and all that stuff. So it's kind of like a really big, like symbiotic flywheel. And it's just been beautiful to see. And so I kind of like the most, excuse me, the next immediate steps is we're going to open it up again to like another 200 people. Mm-hmm. I feel like majority of the people kind of in our little like circle here, whatever you want to call it, are aware of it now. And I get messages every single day, either Jake, you changed my life. This group is like, I've never experienced anything like that before. Or three, how the f- do I get in? Let me in. Yeah. Yeah. That's great, man. Uh, I appreciate I, it. I think it's super super necessary you're obviously destined to fulfill that role in this Thank life you. right now and it's it's just a positive it's it's almost like the the biggest distillation of what you have put out is what you've now received back and you've mm-hmm. intentionally chosen to magnify the positive energy and then more positive energy abounds it's our direct mm. responsibility to fix that our perspectives and minds so that we can be those irrational optimists yeah. in real life because everyone is so such a logical, rational yeah. pessimist. We're at war with the rational pessimists. <laughs> <laughs> Down with rational pessimism. Fuck them. And it's funny you said that. I, I love that you No, I love them. You know, love them. We can't. Yeah. That's yeah. that. The rational yeah. pessimists, fuck them. We love everyone. <laughs> I agree, right? I agree. Yeah. And it's funny that you said, you know, like the energy you're putting out is what you're receiving. And I remember this like distinctly when I first moved to Miami, I, I had like Fitz told me to write like the, who is Jake Youngblood thread. Yeah. And I spent all night writing it. I was just so fired up and I showed it to him. He did a couple like, you know, tweaks and suggestions for it. And then I sent it out and it like blew up. And it's like, you really put that type of energy, positive momentum and power Mm -hmm. towards anything. Like, you know, we're just for the topic right now is content. It's going to be received. It's going to be reciprocated so well. And I think that's important. Like if you're not feeling something, a post or something and you put it out, like, yeah, it might be a little voodoo or like, but it performs better when I put energy behind it. I don't know if you can relate to that, but yeah, hundred percent. It's, it's I, been weird. I was speaking about this in my YouTube video uh, that I just posted today, but it's nice. I gotta check that out. Whatever you like, each piece of content that you make, you are encoding energy within that. Yeah. So every time you send out a negative tweet or you're reacting to something, you're putting that out, and other people, mm-hmm. you could read this pretty much the same tweet 
But if it's mm -hmm. sent at two different times by a person in different energetic and emotional states, then that's going to affect people differently, even though the, yep. the pixels are the same. And I think that's why with some great books, they just carry an energy within them. It's because of the author's state yeah. all those years ago when what he was encoding and, and feeling and speaking about or in visualizing, there was a certain magical state that that stuff <laughs> happens in. And then everyone can feel that as they read it. I, I know you can relate to this. There's nothing worse than a book hangover. You just absolutely <laughs> yeah. adore the book. The story is so captivating. And then yeah. you finish it. You're like, you're like searching for like, oh, what can I find similar to this? Or you just want to relive that. And yeah. like, I think that's such a special feeling. Yeah. And um, we should shift that to how our real life feels. Mm, yeah. Like, uh, new experiences is always one that I encourage people to do. And I, you know, I don't necessarily, I mean, I'm going to say I do, I take most opportunities now these days to go do something different, something out of the usual. Mm -hmm. Uh, and again, like it's almost taking a new different quest, a side mission that's going to expand your experience. Mm -hmm. It's going to leave these memories rather than, oh yeah, I was at home that day. Traveling is the best for that. I think it's the best education for just expanding your horizon. I don't think anything can really compare to just putting yourself in situations that are completely polar opposite yeah. to what you're used to, whether it's a different culture, a language, an ethnicity, a group yeah. of people, you know, a society. It's just like every time I've gone and traveled, whether it's alone or with other people, I've always come out a better person. Yeah. I, I don't understand the anti-travel sentiment of some people. Maybe it's just cope, That's crazy. cope or projection, but... You know, if you I've honestly never heard that. Is that a thing? It's a thing that people say that if you're traveling all the time, you're running away from yourself. Or uh, I've heard that. I've heard that. So there's that side of it. Uh, and again, I'm sure there are people that do that. And if you, I do believe you need home roots somewhere mm -hmm. uh, to build out once you have traveled a bit to see what you like and enjoy the most and where it makes sense for you to be. But then sure. within that, traveling is you know I've, I've done backpacking through south america europe mm -hmm. and the experiences you have in terms of enjoyment are just second to nothing else uh, oh yeah but the education you get as you said from having to rely on your like sometimes oh i, I lost my wallet it's I'm survival in the, the yeah. middle of a brazilian city and it's 2 a.m yeah. like all right how am i gonna figure this out <laughs> i got a funny story do you mind if i interrupt yeah, no go ahead so, um, are we, did you know that I lived in China mm -hmm. at some point? I tell you about that. Yeah. yeah. So when I lived in China, I was, I was like, a, I was young. I was like 19 and it, it was like, China is unlike any other place that I've ever been to. It's not yeah. even like Europe where you can kind of get by on just some sort of English or whatever. Like where I was in China, I was in Kunming. It's in the Yunnan province, like Southwest. Mm -hmm. If they spoke English, they spoke at like a toddler level, right? You can't communicate with a toddler effectively. Yeah. yeah. And so... <laughs> I was living at this hostel just because it was, it was so shell shocked. I just wanted to be around like, you know, expats or whatever. Yeah. And I had bought like a electric motorcycle and it was, I was coming back from the studio that night, like super late. We had a late night, like studio session. It was a blast and it started raining and my motorcycle was dying. It's like, Oh my God. So I go into this like random garage. I park it in there. I charge my phone set. <laughs> I sit there for like two hours. I come out and I'm, I'm like super close to to the hostel and there was a fork in the road it was or not really a fork there was like 
like a T, mm-hmm. right? So the, here was the road I was on. There was another road right here, and I got fucking T-boned. Oh wow! It's <laughs> pouring rain. I'm super irritable. Yeah. My motorcycle keeps dying. I'm drenched. I'm tired, and I just get T-boned, oh, man. Yeah. I just like, I just like, I get up. I'm like, oh my gosh, this was crazy. And the guy comes out of the car. He's like flipping out because, like, I guess hitting like a an American or getting an accident is just an insurance nightmare. Yeah. And I was, and I like destroyed his car, man. Like his front bumper was just really mangled. Yeah, I was completely fine. Um, on you. Yeah, he like hit me on the side, and I like fell over, but uh, I only had like a clean cut on my arm, and I was fine. Yeah. And so I literally just got up and I was like, oh, just like get out of here. Yeah, anger him. And I went. Yeah. I mean, and, I guess you would be. You know, because the frustrating thing with China, man, is that there's no rules on the road. Like, yeah, there are lights and stuff, but they're more of a suggestion than, like, <laughs> a law. Yeah. And so I was super annoyed. I was like, I just wanted to get home. But it's like those stories and those experiences, like, yeah, get, I, don't, I don't encourage people to go and try and get hit by a car by any means. But it's like those experiences overseas, it's just like I was young. I had something pretty traumatic happen to me, and you learn from it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I wouldn't have done that if it wasn't if I wasn't in China. Yeah, it's even within your own country. There's so much variation, especially in the mm-hmm. United States, to just go yeah. find your people. I think is another mm-hmm. thing that comes out of that is if we're always in our communities that we grew up in our entire lives, then you're not exposed to different points of view, different people that might have a suggestion or a connection that's going to help you further your life. Uh, so. Yeah. Even, even, okay, you're at home, you're a young guy, you don't have money to travel, be out and about in your community so yeah. that you can have the potential of those experiences, even if it's, oh, hey, man, I saw you at the coffee shop, we're going to go yeah. um, to a swimming hole later. And, sure. you know, do you want to come? And then that thing would never have happened if you'd just been staying at home and grinding and working on yourself, which is entirely also a very good thing to do. Uh, mm-hmm. And as long as you're at home being productive, you know, I, I'm at home most of my time, but I do make it a point whether I'm taking my laptop out to the coffee shop or just going for a walk even, uh, because even within you think, Oh, nothing's going to happen to me in my small town. But when you take intentional conscious action towards your goals in a, in a synergistic way, the world responds and the universe will give you these little connections that, even if it's within a tiny town, it's like someone's uncle comes up. Oh, have you heard? I, I need a bit of help on my farm or something like that. Uh, and it's so beautiful the way that happens. Yeah. And I think the more of those things that happen to you, the synchronicities, the coincidences, that's just a sign to pursue that, what yeah. you're doing even heavier. And the last week has been unreal for me in terms that's of great. all the synchronicities that come in daily. That's uh, wonderful. Yeah. That's great. And, and I, I have a term for that. I talk about it in Irrational Optimism. I hold uh, – every Wednesday we have an AMA where people just come. We hop on Zoom. People just ask me questions and we all interact with each other. It's a blast. Mm-hmm. And part of the mindset pillar, I tell people, you know, screw monk mode. It's called social butterfly maxing. And a big thing that's <laughs> helped me – and what, what, what the question was, was someone's like, hey, Jake, if I move to a city, like what are good tips on how to, you know, get acclimated and make new friends? And this is the same mindset I adopted when I was in high school when I, when I was at San Diego State and now at Miami. You make the environment you're in as small as possible. I don't care who they are. 
and so for like the high school context, if someone was in band, someone was in anime club, someone was in sports or student government, I was cool with everyone. I wanted to be cool enough with someone that they felt comfortable enough to comment on my Instagram post. I know it's silly, but like I wanted to have that genuine connectivity with people. Mm. And same with like Miami, no matter where I am, if I'm walking down the street and I see someone like, yo, man, I love your shirt. Or you go into a pizza place, like, like interact to be genuine with the owners and just really start establishing connections with people just by saying hi and really caring with, 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 with what they have to say, you know? Just make the make the environment of Canvas as small as possible, and I promise it's like all these synchronicities and and, and coincidences that we're talking about are going to come flourishing in your life. Yeah. So when you make it as small as possible, you mean you just know people in all regards. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. Exactly. Like even in, in like South Beach, for example, if I'm going to go on for a bike ride, I guarantee you I'm going to see someone I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a beautiful place to be, and again the roots of community that is building a community mm-hmm. around your local area and having people that rely on you care for you uh just even people that you know mm-hmm. will maximize your life enjoyment yeah definitely definitely and and honestly it's that that's why i had such a gripe against the monk mode stuff because i think humans are social creatures mm-hmm. like biologically and, you know, that's why they, there's such a big emphasis on creating tribes or communities or groups of, of individuals. And, you know, when I had experienced doing a monk mode at myself at some point in life and, and realizing it's like, yeah, I can get a lot of work done, too, but I need to interact with people. And Do told me this amazing thing. He told me and his younger brother, best friends with his younger brother, Ryan, um, an optimal day consists of three things. It's work, exercise, and social interaction. If you can nail those three things down, you've have a, you've had a productive day. Yep, yeah, that's a great way to look at it. Yeah, I probably hit. Well, with, with the thing is with the online, it's like you can get some level of social interaction yeah. online. So yeah, if course. that's done in a positive way, then you know you're filling the box. And I think monk mode is correct in that you need to isolate yourself from the negative influences the negative environments and that i think for most people that are at the point where they're considering a monk mode there's usually some things wrong in their life that they want to improve so you can receive the benefit of what that monk mode isolation would be by simply withdrawing from the negative social arenas like your buddies that just drink every single weekend and when you're around them, they just talk about the same things they're your friends. God bless them. But yeah. if you're constantly around that kind of thing, then that's what you'll become. It's as simple as that. So monk you mode is you hang out with. Mm-hmm. Monk mode is correct in trying to eliminate that, and you should do that. But then, with that free time, what's the goal of monk mode? To improve at everything, make more money, yeah. get in shape. All of that will be magnified when you have reps of community involvement. Let's say. Um, yeah five sets of you know giving someone a compliment out and about you never know what and and the intuition excuse me (laughs) excuse me intuition (laughs) plays a part in that because just be out and about it's the serendipitous walk that that we talk about um i think do coin that or maybe it's me i'm not sure (laughs) (laughs) you Um, guys both have bangers all the time i would be surprised yeah, yeah um when you're on that walk you're gonna get a feeling oh, I should go left down that road. Yeah. And your mind yeah. goes, wait, 
Why would we go left? We're meant to be going up there, two blocks. It's a, it's not an optimal way. Rationalize. <laughs> but then there's silence a silence the rational pessimist. Silence the rational pessimist. Be like, okay, dude. Yep. Nice one. And then follow where your heart is telling you, because the reason you had that thought and not go left when this, the thought was to go right is because there's something there down the line yeah. that you're meant to experience. You're meant to be in. Yeah. And so many times, I, that's my default now. I just, mm, what should I do? Okay. And then magic happens. They have incredible experiences around, but uh, just making sure that you don't follow the rational thought of, oh, this is how I've always done it. It's automatic. Yeah. This is the most optimal way. Uh, you need to be out and about to experience that kind of thing. Like I've had go left. Why? And yeah. then incredible bookstores on the corner yeah. with a specific book of an artist that I was researching the night before. Things like that, mm -hmm. which it just proves itself over and over again to be the most optimal way of life. It's so magic. You know, it's that intuition, that gut feeling like you were saying. And I, and I feel like it's even more prominent when you're traveling, you know, whether the deja vu sense or you're in like a small alley in a, in a little town in Italy that you've never been to. And you're like, yeah. I need to go down here and I need to go into this cafe yes. because I know this person. I've met them before. And you have, a, you know, a wonderful conversation or they give you a free croissant or whatever it is. Yep. It's magic. It's yeah. so beautiful to experience things like that. It, it like reiterates all the beauty that life has to offer. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things to do whenever I do travel is block out a couple hours you never want to schedule things when you're traveling. Last couple of trips I've done is just go with the flow. And that's Love always that. the best case to experience things. Obviously, you want to plan whatever. Sure. But <clears throat> those experiences where I'll just get to a new city and then just walk. And I'll walk yeah. wherever. Maybe I, I found somewhere that looks good to eat that's like an hour's walk away. But I'll just mm -hmm. go kind of intuitively there. And yeah. you see things you don't really see when you're in a car. You're walking, which is obviously the best thing to do. Um, walking itself as a practice, even if you don't have the time to just fucking lackadaisy walk around all day, uh, but that's going to stimulate creativity, which is oh, going yeah. to improve your life in whatever way that can as well. So it's like the you know dopamine reset we were talking about. You go and go on a walk, or I really love bike rides. And again, thank you so much for the bike. I I, I miss her, it, man. Yeah, I miss she's that taking bike. care of. <laughs> I, I have a lot of fun on that, yeah. but you know, you, you go on these rides or walks and you know, ideally you leave your phone behind yep. and you just allow yourself to think and, and you're like, you'll, you'll have thousands of epiphanies and yep. you're just, your brain is just so fired. It's like, all right, I can finally relax and be what I need to be or think about. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I, I think it was you that might've said this. It's like, you know, I, I've had some of the the best thoughts or needle moving ideas for my business. When I just go out on walks in the morning, I don't have my phone. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's the people think that going for a walk or taking rest time in general is weak or not working as hard as you could, but yeah, they, as you said, they literally give you the ideas that is going to improve your business. So it is a productive yeah. thing in itself to be unproductive. Mm -hmm. And I think, we see everything in terms of productivity in the Western world because I want to need to optimize for productivity, do the most work, get the most money out of what I'm doing all the time. So I think that that's false in a regard, like the activities sure. should not just be judged on how productive they are. And, and I do this all the time, like I'm in the sauna and I'll be thinking yeah. about, okay, I need to hit 20 minutes exactly in order to maximize this, this time that I'm in the sauna and make sure that yeah. I did a good job. And it's like, 
nah dude just be in the sauna yeah and just and that that comes with practice of course but when you over optimize over analyze over machinate everything to be only productive then you miss out on the magical the wondrous the yeah. the the spiritual it, it to go back to the Tao, it's it's kind of like living in enlightenment right enlightenment when buddha reached enlightenment is when he was always living in the present yeah i think that's just, that's what it is you know what i mean it's like when you live in the present you have no distraction or stimulus to to distract your attention or, or, or whatever it's like that's when the best output comes in life in all senses you feel better you think better you're more happy you're more in tune with your emotions you can correct things that may be negative going on and you know again like you said it's it's so much easier said than done but i just even think being cognizant of it is the first step to going towards it yeah the the thoughts that we have and the egoic notions of our minds is what keeps us away from our blessings in pretty much every single way but the god consciousness that we all have a connection to that intuition and divine like that's always perfect and then what we put over the top as mirages of what we think we should do the judgments the emotions the limiting self-beliefs all of that just keeps us weaker and the more that we treat okay so this is probably like the health and wealth pillar sorry uh the health and fitness pillar of irrational optimism as what i say as well is like you can't it's very hard to have this irrational optimism if your body is is uh in the pits in terms of yeah how it feels so yeah how have you found i know you had a, a relatively more recent journey from fast food life uh to yeah. living healthier and i'm sure that that's opened up a whole other side of life for you sure sure um you know what i think it really ties into is is just real authenticity you know and that's that's what i kind of preach to the irrational optimism is a lot of these people will have all these role models on social media and stuff which i think is great you know what i mean i think it's great to look up to these types of people but at the end of the day sometimes what works for those people might not work for for them you know yeah. it's like and we can even break it down to a content lens. You know, Fitz and I had this conversation about a week and a half ago. It's like, you know, what works for him might not work for me and vice versa. You know, it's like people need to find their own voice mm-hmm. and experience their own things and test their own things because all they're doing at the end of the day is just going to be parroting other people. And people can tell that immediately. Yeah. If I start acting, you know, like someone else and that's their like shtick or whatever they say, they're like, oh, that sounds like so-and-so. That's not you. Mm-hmm. You know, you know? Everyone has their unique voice and the unique yeah. writing uh, voice as well, which I've, I've spoken about people to develop. But it really is people, they overthink, again, the, the personal brand thing. It's like, how do, yeah. I, how do I build the personal brand? Well, be yourself. Yeah. You and it, yeah. are your only competition because you're the only one in your class. You know, we are yeah. a one of one. Yeah. And there's, there's two things I want to say about that. One, I don't, I, I don't think there's enough vulnerability, you know? You don't yep. learn from your wins for the most part. You learn from your failures, at mm-hmm. least in my opinion. Yeah. And all you see in terms of content being pushed out is, look how much money I make in a month. Look how much everything's crushing, crushing, crushing. And one of, these, one of the best pieces of advice my dad told me growing up is believe nothing of what you see and half of what you hear. Or half of what you see and nothing of what you hear. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and, and, and like... I think sharing just vulnerable things going on in life, right? You don't have to be a sob story fanatic, but 
just sharing the other side of it is really going to make you stand out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What What's something recently that you want to be vulnerable about? <laughs> yeah, it's good, <laughs> good question. Um, I'll, yeah, I'll share this. So, like I said, irrational optimism really kind of snowballed quickly. And I have a lot of responsibility already, right? I got two companies, two e-commerce companies that I need to take care of first and foremost, right? I got investors involved. I got other contracts and stuff. There's a lot of responsibility at that, at that point. And although irrational optimism, I want to dedicate all my time to it. I can't grow irrational optimism to what it needs to be. If I'm not crushing it on this side, again, it boiled back to, if he's not really doing what he says he's doing or is, or successful in that, why should I join this? Or yeah. listen to him. Yeah. And so kind of like rational optimism snowballing. And it's gotten to the point where like, again, I would never do this. But if I ever wanted to back out, and again, I would never do this, but I couldn't. <laughs> so I had taken on this new responsibility. And now I have, you know, 200 something people looking up to me, telling me you've changed my life and this and that. And it's like, I've just kind of added another level of stress, which I love having stress and responsibility in my life. But it just kind of accidentally happened. Like, uh, like you can never be prepared for new things like this happening in your life. But having that happen to me and it, hap- and it happened so quickly was kind of a shell shock. And, yeah. and I was putting so much energy into everything in my life. You know, the, the businesses and, and I had to travel for New York Fashion Week and irrational optimism blowing up. My like I was exerting so much energy. It just like gave out this week. And I just like got sick, you know, yeah. just like. Yeah. It was a reminder that, you know, you're human and you need to, like, take care of yourself, too. And, again, you have to hold yourself accountable if you want this to be what it needs to be. And so, like, that, yeah, it was a lot, right, to experience. And I'm forever grateful for it, too, because it's I it's changed my life as well. And I'm yeah. really grateful for that experience and, and that, you know, kind of new stress, new hardship. I, and I, I, I welcome it with open arms. Yeah. So do you think that sickness was your body's subconscious way of, all right, take – take some rests like we can't keep yeah. redlining this stuff yeah you know i'm not sleeping and you know what i wasn't like i told you i wasn't even really eating and stuff yeah. like that and just like it, it was just a lot and i woke up i think it was yesterday i just had like a terrible cough and i didn't feel well yeah and i was like all right like i, t- I told you know people in the discord I was like hey like i'm sorry guys i can't do this call today like i just I've been putting out so much energy. I feel sick and everyone yeah. was super nice about it. But yeah, like, even then I started to feel bad too. Right. Cause we only have two calls a week and then I'm, I can't participate in this call, host a call that everybody looks forward to just because I was, wasn't really taking care of myself yeah. appropriately. Yeah. So have you started eating today? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Great. Yeah. No, we, uh, we, uh, we did a Southwest ranches hall couple weeks ago and we got some amazing stuff you know what i'll tell you this i think i texted you this beef testicles dude what (laughs) they taste they literally taste like the underworld (laughs) so bad they're not good they're not good no i've i've only had one um i finished most of it because you know mind over matter and all that and (laughs) you hear that it's good for testosterone so yeah, I'll give it anything to go. You know, it sure. doesn't taste like balls. That's that's misinfo. <laughs> that's that's misinformation. Um, but it, it it is weird. Liver's way better. Yeah, you know what? So um, 
Lucian works with me at phase two. He had recently moved from South Dakota, an amazing guy. Um, he is a big hunter growing up there, you know, mm, catch, clean, and right. cook deer. And he brought over a ton of venison as like, oh, like, like, thank you for letting me stay here. Like a really nice kind of like welcome gift. And his yeah. mom also made a whipped beef tallow cream, which is cool. awesome. Yeah. But the venison liver was phenomenal. Yeah. Like I know beef liver is like the best out of all of them in terms of taste wise. And it still kind of has that, that shitty aftertaste. So the mm. venison liver was just yummy. I don't know if you ever tried it, but it was I great, haven't. man. Yeah. I definitely recommend if you ever see it, it, it was delicious. Yeah. I, I eat venison and that's pretty tasty. And I, you know, I, I think about it this way is that if what we eat becomes us, you have yeah. to, obviously you choose the, the best organic grass fed beef, but if, if that's all you're eating, it's still a domesticated animal. And how much more yeah. raw power would a wild animal have? Because it's it's 100% organic. It's never even yeah. seen something that is, you know, not in its natural environment. It's moving all the time. It's well muscled. It's not force fed. So it's heavier to be, you know sell as a farmer. So yeah. that's just logically has to be so much more pure and, and vital and, and powerful and. Yeah higher micronutrient content and all the rest of it. Mm. Uh, so yeah, highly, I, I've mentioned this before, but I highly encourage people to try and, if you're not hunting your own food, you know someone that is, is hunting you for, and I, I haven't hunted. I'm not gonna pretend that I have. I would love to try. I've never done it either. Yeah. I would love to. That has to be that. something that we do this year. Yeah. Let's make a that. public declaration. Yeah, right now. Keep us accountable. Yeah, exactly. Honey trip. Um, but you, I mean, you I, can get a long way with without hunting. Yeah, I, I another kind of hard pill to swallow. More recent, or I don't want to say more recently. Probably within the last two years of like kind of my significant health change and being more cognizant of what I put in my body, is um, you know, I love bacon. I love pork. You know, <coughs> pork loin, all that stuff, and I love it. And yeah. just kind of realizing that that's pretty much the one of the worst or like worst things you can put in your body, unless like you act like absolutely know what the farmers yeah, eat and the pigs, yeah, yeah. The pigs will eat anything. Yeah. And at that point you're eating the pig and the pig is eating all this shit. It's like, yep. what do you think you're eating? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't eat pork. I think I, I'll eat some wild boar, something like that on occasion. Yeah. Yeah, sure. But, uh, not the, yeah, I saw, did you see that Twitter video of the pig farm in China? <laughs> Brutal. Brutal, brutal bro, stuff. Brutal. Super dystopian, <laughs> and I haven't had the. It's scary. <laughs> yeah, it's. I haven't had that. You know, just pick up the supermarket brand name um, bacon in in years and years. Yeah, but yeah, it's still just viscerally. I recommend everyone view what factory farming is and what yeah. meat, what the meat you are eating, where it's coming from. Really, if it's in a factory yeah. farm, you know, opt for organic, pasteurized local farmers market as much as possible yeah. uh but i think getting off that distinction and it really because it's separate we just pick this meat out of plastic in a supermarket we don't really conceptualize that it was an animal a couple of days yeah. ago you know so we're separated from that and understanding and viewing that this pig for the three years of its life was stuck in this tiny cage horrible dirty eating soy and plastic and like all the rest of it. It's like that viscerally one, we shouldn't treat animals like that just as part of our spiritual connection. Oh, getting a call. One sec. No worries. Yeah, no worries. No worries. Hey man, um, I'm still on a podcast. Can I call you back in <laughs> 15? 
All right. Thanks, mate. Bye-bye. Where was I? Yeah, don't eat pigs. No, fuck them. And it's also true to add what you were saying with a lot of the animals, too, that are in those um, environments to be slaughtered. Cortisol is through the roof. The meat is all fucked up. It's yep. not, it's just, it's not, you're not getting the best quality. Yeah. It's a poison, really. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so. I completely agree. With the balance with your work life and now the irrational optimism as well, do you find that you have just out of necessity even further optimize your life for what you're spending time on and what you're wasting time on? Kind of, here, I'll, I'll be vulnerable vulnerable again. Another kind Still of, learning the balance. Still learning the balance for sure. But another thing at this point, it's, it's not about me anymore. It's about everyone in the community and yeah. making sure that they're like, <clears throat> I'll, I'll be fine. I can take care of myself. But it's like, there's a lot more people out there that need the guidance and the mentorship and I've realized the responsibility that's kind of fallen into my lap here. And it's really me taking a back seat and making yeah. sure everybody else is taken care of. And I, and I love it. Right. Cool. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not putting this in a way for asking for empathy or anything. It's like, I, I've always wanted to be a leader like this, an authoritative figure that people look up to and respect. Yeah. And it's like, I had that big realization recently. It's like, Hey, this is not about you anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah, Jake Youngblood brand and all that is cool, but it's like, all right, man, you need to put out stuff that's going to, help people someone's gonna look at that and they're like wow this is the best thing i've seen all week yeah you know I mean? or this really helped me this really resonated with me even there's accounts out there or people that are listening that are too afraid to interact everybody knows i respond even if you're afraid to or or whoever you still have a lot of reach again there, there may be all these anon accounts or accounts you never even known existed that are looking at your stuff and mm-hmm. it's like if i look at the end of the day let's say irrational optimism fumbles completely which it, it won't it's- right it won't it would never I still helped 200 people change their life or change their outlook in some positive direction. I know I did my job correctly. Yes. Even if you can affect one person, you did something right. Exactly. And that, that's great because it inspires people that you do one good deed in your community. Yeah. And it doesn't have yeah. to be inspiring others, educating others directly or whatever. It doesn't even have to be online. But just to be like, hey, do you need help carrying this thing or really yeah. great today awesome yep that magnifies compliment maxing, compliment yep. maxing. yeah just and then again putting out good energy you're gonna feel great about it yep what kind of a funny uh i guess meme or whatever you want to call it is uh return your shopping cart and now i'm getting yeah. all these people you know we'll just Always. film them going and returning their shopping cart or, or just like doing that good deed. i'm sure people are doing without even taking videos of it yeah and it's like just small things like that or like, you know, helping an elderly, you know, man or woman carry their groceries to their apartment or stuff like that or yep. put their cart back for them. It's like those small deeds make you feel so much better. It's like I would rather give $10,000 and take $10,000. I know that's kind of an extreme way to do it, yeah. but giving makes you feel so much better. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. And that's the choice we have at the end of the day is do we want to be a force for irrational optimism? In our lives or a force for the rational pessimists and <laughs> nobody wants that the answer is clear uh this egg is looking at me i think it's time man i think it's time i think it's time this is special the first <laughs> raw egg slung together i'm gonna eat the whole thing i like to do egg first and then chew i'm gonna get out yeah. the microphone
That's how I do it. ASMR egg sonky muscle, bro. <laughs> People get so mad when I say to eat the eggshell. Dude, they freak out. It's like, dude, you eat dude, you the egg seen inside. You, you think the eggshell is with this um, poisonous thing that's going to shred uh, up your inside? No. Boys. It's a bit of extra oh, calcium. Um, yeah. People freak out. I don't know if you can hear me. It kind of cut out. But yeah, I can hear you. I did, a, I did a podcast with the Client Ascension Boys. And it was a blast. We had a Christian, Dan, and um, Andre. It was a great time. And I surprised them with an egg slunk. And everybody's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's just crazy. You've never done it before. <laughs> and then I ate the shell, too. And they were flipping out. Yeah. It was so funny. Yeah. It's really not that bad. It's, it's more texture than it is taste. Yeah. It's just crunch. It doesn't stay sharp. worse than the egg shell. <laughs> the feel free expert. No. Yummy. Yeah, that was that was awesome. How are things going with you, man? Everything's good. Yeah, every every day is like I said. This, these last few weeks have just been this magical journey. Honestly, following my intuition, everything think keeps on succeeding in ways that just happen magically and i'm just along for the ride here be like all right i'm gonna do my best i experience life i'm gonna keep leveling up so i can again help other people and i think it's great that you said that when you act in service for a cause greater than yourself and you you get energy back from that and therefore what you're able to do increases yeah. and Oh, that's yeah. the kind of it's like you feed energy into this movement it gathers its own steam and then it begins to sustain you and you can yeah, work it gives you strength it yeah it gives you strength and it's it's just really cool to observe that um and keep creating and and, and do it in a way that really I, I dreamt about for so many years before it started to happen that's wonderful man i mean like obviously you've been more established for a long time right you've been a big inspiration for myself which is awesome right this is like pretty crazy that this is even, this podcast is happening but um oh man i completely forgot what i was gonna say <laughs> wow no but it was just more so like oh here i remember my apologies okay is that you know again this kind of new role that has bestowed upon me is relatively new and i'm always transparent with all the people in the discord and on social media and stuff it's like hey look I'm going to mess up. I'm going to, I'm going to do well. I'm going to also mess up, but like, this is new to me. And so like, I'm just going to put that all on the table. Right. Mm. And I'm going to do my best. You know what I mean? But I'm going to keep putting out all my effort, all my positivity, all my energy into this. And it's just kind of like going to be impossible for this not to be a global takeover. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's, that's beautiful, ma'am. I'm really grateful yeah. for you. Grateful for the Thank work you. you're doing. And Thank you. grateful for joining me on this episode of the soul cast. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for having me. My pleasure, ma'am. Truly. What, uh, where can people become a rational optimist? What are you figuring with that next launch of people? And so great question on March 1st, we're going to open it up again to another 200 to 250 people. Is that tomorrow? We're in the, is that tomorrow? The next day? Tomorrow? Yeah. The next day or tomorrow? Yeah. Tomorrow. Um, yeah. So we're going to be opening it up again. We're creating the website. The website should be done today so people can go out there. It's going to be a little bit more of an application process because we really wanted to develop a strong internal initial 500 people and really just focus on them for the first couple of months before we figure out opening it up again at a later point. So yeah. I'm going to be posting that everywhere. Everyone can follow me on um, 
all my socials are the same. It's Jake Youngblood, Y-N-G-B-L-O-O-D. And um, I'll be posting about it pretty much omni-channel. Awesome. Sounds good, brother. Thank you again. Thank you for those at home listening. And this has been Soulcast. We'll see you next time. See you next time.